got to show you this. What do you think? Well, you, you're being honored. He will be presented with a Lifetime Achievement Award. So what? You told him I was his 24-7 driving slave for the entire weekend. Look who the previous winners are. Robert De Niro, Jack Nicholson, and Clint Eastwood. Oh, what? Hi. Mr. Edwards. Yeah. You should see this rat hole. You're there already. Just enjoy it. What the hell is this? This is the festival. Welcome to Nashville. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Edwards, I can't tell you how excited we are to have you here. How are you? Thank you for coming to the film festival. Let's get you over to the red carpet. Why the hell are you even here? Because Clint and Jack and Bobby Dinero won. You are the only one stupid enough to show up. There are things I've done. Where's Vic? He left. Vic! Sloshed. Yo, bang. Bang. Oh, oh my God! I'm tired of feeling like a has-been. The number one box office star for five years in a row. Six. Six, I'm sorry. <laughs> take the next exit. Take some different Where are you guys? <laughs> He's on some weird memory tour or something. My God, here you are. I can't believe this. <laughs> Is it true that you doubled Burt Lancaster? I did double somebody on that picture. I had to fall off a horse in a dress. <laughs> That's why you took to An audience will forgive a shitty act too if you can wow them in act three. The Hollywood Critics Association awarded you Best Newcomer of the Year. That's the only time I ever agreed with a critic. <laughs> Welcome to the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson Podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I am joined once again by my friend, Miss Steph DeWagner. Once again, here Once I am. again. And now we're doing a... You actually brought this movie to my attention. I did not know this movie existed. And we are doing The Last Movie Star. Yes. 2017, starring Burt Reynolds. And this... Was this his last film? It was not his last movie. Yeah. He, there was a few more. He died about a year later. He, yeah. He died in 2018. But there are a few more movies on IMDb now, when they were filmed and the order right. and whatnot, because some of the films even came out posthumously, as yes. they say. Uh, so this was one of his last films, 2017, The Last Movie Star, and it is basically autobiographical. I would say it really parallels his life. So I don't know... If the script was developed and then Burt Reynolds came in. No, the script was developed for Burt Reynolds. Okay. And the writer-director said, if Burt Reynolds doesn't do it, we're not doing the movie. Well, it's interesting because as I was watching this movie, I tried to think who else but Burt Reynolds could have done this. I mean, obviously, we'll talk later about the clips and stuff. But I was trying to think, like, of his contemporaries, who could have done this? You know, Clint Eastwood, Nolte, Michael Douglas. Nobody... Even even if they would have done this, I think it would have come off as actory, and for some reason, this works. Well, none of them, well, maybe Nick Nolte, but none of them really had the lows that Burt Reynolds had. Right, right. And, and everybody else is dead, or, yeah. you know. But, um, okay, that's interesting. So, they specifically They specifically wrote, wrote this for Burt, Burt Reynolds. That makes sense. A lot of sense because it does follow a lot of a lot of very loosely autobiographical mm-hmm. similar you know this character's from Tennessee Bert's from Florida right or you know that kind of it remind me a little of that Richard Pryor movie Jojo Dancer Your Life Is Calling mm-hmm. which was basically autobiographical up to that point in Richard Pryor's life about his there's even you know this 
comedian Jojo Dancer, who in the movie burns himself freebasing. We open this movie up with an old clip of, of well, Burt Reynolds plays an actor called Vic Edwards. Yeah, I, and I have to say, I'm glad we're doing this because this has been on my watch list for a while, but I've been scared to watch it because I thought it's going to be really sad. Which or, it is. But but not in the way that I thought. Like, yeah. I thought it was going to be sad in the way of, like, I can't watch Burt Reynolds like this. Mm. Um, or, you know, I just thought it was going to be, like, uncomfortable. Maybe mm. that's a better term. Maybe. But, uh, so I'm glad I watched it. Mm. And, and, uh, and then it starts, and I, do you know the meme, the, have you ever seen the meme that's, like, with the guy holding the sign that says, if the dog dies, I'm not watching the movie? Right. So what is our first scene in this movie? The first scene is actually a clip of Burt Reynolds yes. on a talk show from, looked like the 70s. Right, 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 right. He was. Oh, yeah, he's on David Frost or something. David Frost or something. I didn't, I think it was David Frost. I yeah. didn't recognize it. Yeah. But this is the 70s. This is I. This looks like it's right after Deliverance. So it's Burt Reynolds, but it's they've positioned it as his character Vic Edwards on yes. David Frost. And then we open a scene, and it's Burt Reynolds in present day time. And to, to me, Burt Reynolds is like Dick Clark, where he just he looked good for so long, and then he just immediately fell off a cliff. Because uh, I remember watching him in um, like the remake of The Longest Yard, mm -hmm. and where he looked, he was. Which was I think came out like ten years before this, and he still looked fine, and and yeah, he just he just goes off a cliff. He he looks old. He looks old. He's what eighty. He's eighty one in this movie. Okay. So yeah, so there's a great long shot. We go from this haha comedy light seventies talk show to hit this great shot panning out of him sitting in a vet office. Well, okay, so they're in a vet's office, and I first thought. He's auditioning his dog. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think. I that. thought this. No, I, I thought he's gone so far off that he, like, he's bringing his dog in for an audition for no, a commercial. I knew immediately when we were. I saw that old dachshund sitting on his lap, and I was like, "Oh God, this is like, oh no, like the dog is representing him. This is not going to be good." No, yeah, and they take him in, and the dachshund, the doctor says, "There's nothing we can no, do." No, he's with 15 him. years old. Yeah. His kidneys are shutting down. His medications. Making his other mm -hmm. organs shut down. Like, you've got to just put him down. Yeah. And you can tell this is, like, his last friend in the mm -hmm. world. You know, the <laughs> dog's been with him. You know, he asks her. And I was like, please do not tell me this is how this movie's going to start. Because I will not. Like, I've never seen John Wick. I've <sighs> never seen Marley and me. I don't watch movies where the dogs die. What so, about Turner and Hooch? No, uh, well, <laughs> but... Doesn't that turn out in the end with the puppies? Yes. Okay, so that's happy ending. They say the dog is going to die, and Bert says, can I have a moment alone with him? <laughs> Cut. It was like we didn't see it. And I'm like, oh, that was great. Yeah. This movie's actually edited really it's well. It's edited very well. It was like, it was a it was a cut to him. In the car. With in the, the car. Dog with the dog, dog collar. I thought that was nice. So it didn't, get, it didn't get bogged down. It didn't get too maudlin at the beginning of the movie. It was a nice cut. And then we go back to his place, and it's a pretty palatial space. Yeah. I was happy to see that. Yeah. I was happy to see he wasn't living in squalor or one-bedroom apartment. So even though he's not on top of the world, he still has a very nice no, place. No, it's nice. It's this nice mid-century modern Beverly Hills. Has a gate out front. Yeah, nice. You know, it's got the decor where he hasn't redecorated probably in 30 years, yeah. but... But I was like, man, I'd like to live in a nice mid I would live in. I would live in that like house, that. absolutely. But you can tell that at one time this was a super stylish house, mm. and that's probably the one thing he's held on to is this house, mm. and pours himself a drink, 
throws the dog's collar in the empty dog bed. Well, he gets the mail first. Right. With, um, he, mm, mm, mm. he gets the mail, and that's going to be important later. Oh, but that was cute. He got the mail with the grabber, with the, the grabbing Well, thing. so my dad is 97, and he... He does. He does that. He has a little. I was thing. gonna ask you. I thought yeah. about your dad during yeah. this. And then we see. And then we see him going shopping. And this is kind of depressing. Where moseying around the shopping center, and then he sees this incredibly young woman with incredibly shorty shorts on, and he, she doesn't even pay attention to him, and he turns around and he looks at her ass, and it's like he doesn't even exist to her, and. When once he was the hottest guy in the world. You know, you can tell we're doing a podcast because my dog is panting yeah. heavily like he always does during one of your podcasts. Yeah. That he buys a hungry man. Life of a bachelor. Yeah, he buys a hungry man. Then we cut back to his home and he's drinking whiskey, eating a hungry man and watching a football game. And then we cut to him and Chevy Chase. Yes. At this outside cafe. Is Chevy, is he a friend or a manager? I was going to ask you if you, oh, 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 who is he playing in this? Yeah. I'm assuming he's playing another actor because he kind of ribs him about, like, where's your lifetime yeah. achieving? You know, they're kind of ribbing him. Right. So I, I get the feeling that Chevy Chase is sort of playing himself as well. This was sent to me. What do you think? I don't know how they got my address, but they sent it to me. This was the International Nashville Film Festival. You're being honored. This year is being dedicated to honoring you and your impressive body of work. It's about time. And so what? We would like to invite you to join us for a retrospective of some of your greatest films, followed by a gala ceremony where you will be presented with our prestigious Lifetime Achievement Award. Look who the previous winners are. Robert De Niro, Jack Nicholson, and Clint Eastwood. And it says here, all expenses are paid. That's country music town. That's not a film town. No, 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 no. Nashville has become very hip. Very hip. Well, that's what I'm worried about, my hip. Sitting on an airplane for too long a time. What if I get a clock in my butt? Look, I've heard of this film festival. I know this is a prestigious award, and I don't think you're going to get a clot in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, if you don't go, you're a bigger asshole than I ever thought. Well, well, I guess you would know. You've made such great career moves. Because <laughs> Chevy said, you know, that so-and-so died. And Bert's like, oh, I didn't know that. And then Bert said, "He's a he was a putz. He's a putz, yeah. And I'm just wondering if that, because Chevy Chase is known for being a putz. So I'm just wondering if that was any self-aware. Chevy's looking old too, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's looking better now. This was when there was a time when he was on medication that he put on a lot of weight. And yeah. he's lost that weight now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chevy was looking old and old and old and fat in that movie. I was trying to figure out too. Like, is this just casting again? Or you know, I don't think he and Burt Reynolds are friends. I don't. I don't I've never known Chevy Chase or Burt Reynolds. Well, so. now Chevy Chase, I think they might be because Chevy Chase was part of the poker game Johnny Carson. Oh. And I, I think Burt. So he, I think he, they may have all played poker together, maybe. But I know Chevy Chase was part of a a, a poker. A poker night with Johnny Carson, and I know Burt Reynolds and, Char and uh, Johnny Carson were pretty it's, cool. It's nice. They're sitting outside at a restaurant, you know, looking at girls and mm -hmm. chatting about their dead, dead, dead Hollywood friends. And, yeah. Yeah. And then Burt Reynolds brings up, I got this invitation to the International Nashville Film Festival. Not, not to be confused with the Nashville Inter International Film Festival. Right. <laughs> 
Chevy's like, why don't you go? And he's like, I'm not going to go. And he's like, look, they've honored uh, Clint Eastwood and uh, Robert, Robert De Niro and um, Al Pacino. No, Jack Nicholson. I think they use those names particularly because I know I know the, Burt Reynolds used to tell a story how he and Clint Eastwood auditioned on the same day. Clint Eastwood had this Adam's apple, and the casting director goes to Burt Reynolds, he goes, you can't act. And he goes, you got that Adam's apple. And they're walking out, and Burt Reynolds says, well, at least I can learn how to act. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then and Chevy tries to convince him to go to this thing. And then we cut back to the house. He's thrown the invitation away, and then he goes to throw something away, a pill bottle or something, and he misses. He bends down, and he picks up this... He picks the invitation out of the trash. He's right. wadded it up. He's like, okay, I'm, I'll go, I'll go. And then we go to the airport, and he's just greeted by this... Very perky. Very perky, who doesn't recognize him. I, I thought Burt Reynolds... Oh, maybe not. Anyway. What? That when he would be recognized, at least... The Vic Edwards character? Well, the Vic Edwards, if Vic Edwards was Burt Reynolds, I think Burt Reynolds would be... But he does. Later on in the movie, like yeah. the hotel manager swoops in. Yeah but, uh, yeah, but these are older people. Right. Yeah. She's younger, yeah. so... She, and she's just also in her, like, can I help you? Can I help you? Can I yeah. help you? You know, and he's, a, he, and he's engaging with her as well, you know, um... Yeah. And he's... Thinks he's supposed to have a first class ticket. No, and then we just have this quick scene where he's in the middle seat. He's in the middle seat. And that's all you need. You didn't need anything else. You didn't else need anything else. No, yep. middle seat. And then he's he lands in uh, Nashville, and he's waiting for his limo. And this limo pulls up, and he thinks it's for him, and it's not. It's just people dropping off these, I don't know, rich rich people. And the limo pulls away, and then this clunker pulls up. And I'm like, here, okay. And, have you ever been to Nashville? Uh, I have been to Nashville. And it is a music town. It is. It is. Oh, yeah, because that, that's why he doesn't want to go, because he's like, eh. It's you know. a music town, because many a comedy club has died in Nashville because it's a music town. Nashville is a music town. And this, you know, this teenage, I don't know, 20, uh, maybe not teen, 20 something. Yeah. Uh, she gets out of the, she gets, she's yelling at somebody on the phone and, she grabs a sign called Mr. Edwards, and he sees the sign. We go in, and, and this is Ariel Winter from Modern Family. So this maybe this is just the old man in me. She throughout this whole movie, she's dressed in this halter top and Daisy Dukes, and I I was sort of embarrassed for her for dressing like that. It's it was, and maybe that's just because she's not wearing a bra. You see the bottom of her boobs through the whole thing. <laughs> Oh, I think she's wearing a bra later. Oh. She's wearing like a cutoff t-shirt and these really short, like terribly short yes. shorts. I, I wish at one point they would have given her like a, like a, I, she's supposed to be like kind of goth alternative. Mm. All I could think about is I bet she smells like cigarettes. The whole yes. movie, she looks like she smells like cigarettes. Like she's put those shorts on every day. She smells like a, she smells days. like clove cigarettes. Yeah, clo and and like and patchouli oil and, and like yeah and, and booze. Like yeah. you can just tell she got up, threw on her clothes again. Yeah, just, uh, uh, probably just right after having sex, right? Uh, which we see later in this. Right, right. So yeah, she's you know she's got a she's she's supposed to be this alternative artsy. You know, um, uh, uh, she's got her, you know, boots with her with her, her shorts or mm. ripped up rock and roll t shirt mm. and her leather jacket, and she's pissed off. And 
you know, doesn't really appreciate or know who she's picking up. No, some old asshole, as she puts right. it. And then Burt Reynolds tracks her down. He's like, where's my limo? Well, there's no limo. It's my car. We get into this car. And then she's driving recklessly back to the hotel. She's texting and driving at the same time. And he goes to, it's like an, an economy, economy inn. It's, it is a motel. It is a motel. And I is, have been in, I, yeah. I recognize that room immediately. This is not even a Holiday Inn Express or a, like, a, a, a Best Western. <clears throat> this is a highway motel. Yes. And Burt Reynolds is naturally, he's irritated. He's, he's pissed off. He's like, I was promised first class accommodations, first class travel, which had, which neither of these he had. And she's, and basically she's working for her brother. The brother is the one running the film festival and she doesn't care. She doesn't care about her brother. She doesn't care about Burt Reynolds. She doesn't care about any of that. I guess she's getting paid to do this and that's the only reason she's doing it. And, and throughout this whole time, she's arguing with her boyfriend on the phone through phone calls and texts. And then Burt Reynolds calls Chevy Chase from the room. I don't think Burt Reynolds has a cell phone in this. He never uses a cell phone. He calls Chevy Chase from the hotel room and, and Chevy's like, just... Stick it out. Get to the get to the festival. People will be there. They'll kiss your ass. You'll you'll love it. And then we pull up to a bar where the film festival. And it at. looks like a typical kind of not divey, but just just like a Nashville bar, yep. you know. And they, you know, and they bless their hearts. They they've tried to decorate it, and they've got you know printed out you know computer printed signs saying the uh international nashville film festival right and they've got some big blown up like illustrations of burt reynolds well it comes out during the ride there burt reynolds is like oh no th that comes later okay we'll get that in a second but he goes in and he starts taking pictures and everybody everybody there is glad to see him everybody is there it yeah which I was happy to see. I was like, oh, God, you know, like I was thinking, oh, he's going to show up and there's going to be like nobody there. But he walks in and everybody's super excited yep. to take a picture. So he is sort of happy when he first, I mean, it's a little disorientary. He's in this kind of like divey bar, yep. but they've got it set up mm. where they're waiting on him. They're excited. Everybody's trying to get their pictures or, you know, yelling for him. And during these pictures, he has a flashback to uh, the Academy Awards where. He was presenting, yeah. So he he flashes back to to once again what he thinks is better times in his life. It's a nice. There's a nice method in this movie of cutting in old footage, old actual real footage of Burt Reynolds, adapting it to the story as if it's Vic Edwards, mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about it. Also, there's a couple of really cool things. Where right, they do some CGI, some really good stuff. And uh, one of the people running the uh, film festival has a crush on Lil. That's the woman. That's the girl. Right, like the best friend of her brother. Which Clark Duke is the. You guys probably know Clark Duke. He was uh, on The Office, and you know he plays a lot of the you know nerdy glass. He was in Hot Tub Time Machine and um, Kick Ass. If you've ever seen Kick Ass or Kick Ass Two, so you guys you guys know uh, Clark Duke. Um, he's running the festival with his best friend, and his best friend has a crush on Lil. And she, and he's like, "What was it like to be with uh, Vic Edwards, or not Vic Edwards? What? Uh, yeah, Vic Edwards. Vic Edwards. Yeah." And she's like, "He's just a total asshole. He's an old asshole. Like she is not impressed at all." And then we go into the film, and we see, and they're watching one of his one of Burt Reynolds. Well, yeah, old they films. say, "Hey, come up on the red carpet," mm -hmm. and and you mm -hmm. know they've got this red carpet, and and. 
you know, they're they're all happy to see him. Mm-hmm. Nobody's looking at him like, oh, he's old yeah. or anything. They're thrilled to have him there. And then during the film, he steps out in the bar and starts, you know, downing whiskey. And he looks out and he sees Lil screaming on the phone. Screaming on the phone or was he there? He, no, no he's... You're talking about when he sees her yelling. Yes, at he is there, and he actually puts his hands on her, and he's about to get up and do something, but the boyfriend leaves. Yeah, the boy. He sees through the window of the bar that the boyfriend smacks or hits her yeah. something. And then she comes in and she starts drinking. They they have a they have a moment together. He did a little Q and A before the movie started. They were all excited, right? They did a little Q and A with the fans, and then they started the movie, and then. In this one, they leave, right? He doesn't come back for the end of this movie? No, no, he does. Oh, okay. But uh, but him and Lil have a little... He's like, you have shitty taste in men, and she's like blaming herself. It's like, well, I'm crazy. And, and then it comes out, she lets him know that this is the International Nashville Film Festival, not the Nashville International Film Festival, which is where uh, Clint Eastwood and Jack Nicholson... Oh, that's not the way I took that at all. I took it that they've sent out this invitation every year. Yes, yes, that there's two film festivals. Right. There's a big one, the Nashville International mm-hmm. Film Festival, and there's this one that her brother and his pal do. And every year that they do this film festival, they send out an invitation to a celebrity. Right, and they you're right. Them, but they never show. But they no never one's sh- ever showed up. You are the first one to show up. So they do the award. They. Do the films, they honor the person, and they, I don't know, ship the award to their fan club or whatever. But he's the first one to collect it. Not that, not that they're riding the tails off the other films. Well, no, but that's, I took it as they they switched the name to sort of... Oh, that part, yes. But as far as the other film festival honoring the other actors, that's not what I took it as. I took it that they've every year picked They've them. every year have picked one, but they are using the, they've like yes. rearranged the name. Yes. So now... Vic, you know, McDowell's. It's McDowell's. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. So Vic feels like he's been punked. Right. Like, wait, nobody else has ever come. Like, nope. that's the whole reason I came is because I thought. Of this and then thing. the movie ends, and they go, and and Vic is gone, and they go out, and her brother is like, "Where's Vic?" He's like, "He left," and she's like, "And honestly, I, at this point, I don't know why she. It seems like she does not give a shit about any of this, and it's obvious he's not getting paid a lot." So I don't know why she's sticking around. <laughs> I think it's that thing of like angry millennials that like they're angry, but really deep down they want to care about something. <laughs> and I don't know. Because, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought they didn't go back in after this. They were watching like one of his old right. westerns. They, they renamed one of his old westerns as the Nine Lives of uh, Cat something or whatever. Mm. But it's one of his old yeah. movies. But, yeah, he, they don't go back in. They find him out. They find him out. Across the street, riding the one of those old mechanical horses that you'd find in front of a, and he's he's wasted. drunk, he's wasted. But they do grab, they do gather him and bring him back in, and then he goes off on them. He's like, you know, "This place sucks, you people. You know, it, this is in a basement." He goes off on everybody there, and then we go. They take him back to his hotel, hotel, motel, motel. And they're like, we got a big day tomorrow. And then Burt Reynolds goes off on on them again. And then the the guy who put the film festival together goes off. You know, he's like, you're an asshole. You know, it must suck having come in here and having everybody, you know, pay attention to you. And 
And at this point, Burt Reynolds just does not care. He's like, bye-bye, bye-bye. And at one point, uh, one of the friends is filming him. They're making a documentary. Mm-hmm. And Burt Reynolds takes the camera and throws it out the window, and it lands on Lil's car, actually. And then after Burt Reynolds kicks him out, one of the guys goes, I, I told you the wording of that invitation was a bit misleading. <laughs> I also like when he goes, sorry about your camera. He goes, eh, it's the schools. They've got insurance. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> It reminds me of like a lot of the guys that we perform with, at least even kind of back during this time period, mm. that of the bunch of the guys from University of Houston that we do improv yep. with, like the younger guys. It's kind of that group. It's that feeling. It's, mm. the, it's those type of folks, you know, with their with their best, you know, efforts. They're trying to put on this festival and, you know. Uh, they're borrowing the equipment from the, the <laughs> university or whatever and, and doing all their stuff. So, yeah, he's he's mad. He throws the guy's camera. He's drunk. They leave, and then he sees a couple of prostitutes downstairs, and then he goes to get his Viagra, which he is out of. Yeah, all he spills all of his pills on the floor, and then he slips on his pill, on a pill bottle, and hits his head on the television. I was like, good Lord. I was like, ugh. Now, once again, this is this is more good editing in my in my opinion. Yeah. Because we cut from that to her in bed with her. She, she's got you know. He's like, did you pick Vic up? And she's like, I'm on my way there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We cut back to Lil. She's in bed with her boyfriend. Yes. She's gotten back together with her boyfriend. So she rushes off to the hotel to pick him up, and then she goes to the door and she's knocking and she's knocking and I'm thinking, oh great, she's gonna find him unconscious on the floor. No, he's up. He's got a bandaid on his head. So. I thought He's that like was, you're late. You're late. I thought that was nice editing where we didn't have to see him stagger around the with a head wound. We know what happened. And he's like, You're taking me back to the airport. And she's like, Fine. On the Oh ru- yeah, he's packed. He's, he's packed. Go. He's ready to go. We're going back to the airport. Which I think is actually pretty crafty writing because we're gonna talk in a second about where they end up. Yeah. But the fact that he has all of his stuff with him <laughs> is pretty smart. Because yeah. had she just picked him up to take him to lunch. And then they go on this adventure. Right. He wouldn't have had any of his personal belongings. It just so happens he has a packed suitcase. And she's like, that was pretty shitty what you said last night. But the thing is, during this whole time, she has said, she has said nothing good about this either. She has said equally bad things. So she has a conscience about it, but she still is not supportive of her brother. And then they pass. They're, they're, going, to, they're going down the, to the... Uh, they're supposed to meet him for barbecue. They're supposed to go to that barbecue. They're supposed to go to barbecue, and then they're going to the airport, and he sees the exit for Knoxville. And she's like, right, right. and he's, he's like, we're going to Knoxville. Right, right. He says, take the, yeah, take the exit. Take the exit. And uh, she's like, I'm not going to drive. It's a three-hour drive in Knoxville. He's like, you were, I was promised a driver for the whole weekend. You're my, you're my driver. We're going to Knoxville. And then she, she screeches to make the exit, and then we have this cut to... Burt Reynolds in the car with Smokey from Smokey and the Bandit. Don't you think you ought to slow down a little? We're not going to get pulled over. Texas Mountain. What the hell is he doing in Arkansas? I think you better pull off to the side, Vic. Well, let's just see what he's got under the hood. Bye, my baby. Vic, take it easy. I may be old, but I'm not ready to die yet. 
What's the matter with you? We could have been killed. You think you're gonna live forever? Uh-huh. Look, I know you think you've got it all figured out right now. Well, I do some crazy things. Well, listen to me. You're on a collision course. You're about to make a lot of bad life decisions. Really? I can help you before you throw it all away. Too late now. Yeah. The bandit. He's the bandit. The car with he, he's bandit. He's so the car with the yes. Bandit. So it's old Burton and young Bert. Yeah, that's actually really great. I thought that was such a neat cut. It was not expected. Old Bert is trying to tell young Bert, like, okay, you, you may you think you you may think you have everything figured out, but you don't. Cherish this time. And young Bert, he's being cocky. You know, he's like, yeah, I got everything under control, and and. So that was a nice... Right, they're using the real dialogue from Smokey and the Band. Right. And he's... I mean, I think this is a scene where normally it's Sally Field in the car. Yes, it would be Sally Field in the but, car with uh, But they're cutting it in with the new dialogue from this movie. And it, it's pretty crafty that... It, I'm thinking Burt Reynolds must have been kind of excited about this when he was storyboarded this or pitched it or saw the dailies or whatever. I, I feel like Burt Reynolds probably thought this was pretty cool. I would think so, yeah. The neat thing about this, too, is if you are a younger person who does not know Burt Reynolds' body of work, you can watch this movie and see, wow, he really was this handsome movie star with this broad base of work, and it makes you want to go back and watch Smoking the Bandit well, or watch some of his old westerns. So, uh, during the question and answer, like you said, this touches on a lot of stuff in his life. They asked... Uh, you know, you were imitating Brando, or Brando thought you were imitating Tim, and that was in, that was real. Brando thought he was imitating, and then they say something like, um, "Well, you you were doing all these character roles, and then you lean towards action, and it's like you turned down this role to do this role, which was in reference of he turned down Terms of Endearment to do Stroke Race. <laughs> he might not have won an Academy Award like Jack Nicholson, but that's the reference they're making. He also makes a reference about punching out a director. He did that." So all this stuff that really happened in real life, they have adopted. At this point, adapted. In point, at this point in the movie, I'm pretty happy to see the turn we're taking now, where it's really about. It's going to be more about this adventure that he and Lil go on mm. together. Because when I first saw the concept for this movie and first saw the trailer, I thought, oh, it's going to be him just sitting there answering questions, and that it was going to be this like loosely. Like, there wasn't going to be much plot, much story, and it was going to be this movie built around him just telling stories about Hollywood. And I was so happy to see that there was actually more meat to it. Yeah. So they get to Knoxville. The first stop they make is his childhood home. And they're outside, and the woman who lives there now comes out, and she starts talking about her house. It's like... And it's rumor that, you know, Vic Edwards used to live here. And, and Lil's like, this is Vic Edwards. And she's like, oh, my God. And that's kind of where she starts to turn with him, too, where she's kind of enjoying this more. Right. And... Well, she, it's the thing with her character. She turns, but then she turns back. Uh, it, it, it's like turning and turning back. And all during well, she this. she said she is mentally unstable. Yes. <laughs> and so during all this, while she's in Knoxville, she's texting and calling her boyfriend, who's who's having sex with another woman in her bed. Which I he's saw that. Bad guy. Yeah, I, yeah he's, he's the bad guy. guy. I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, she, uh, the lady is like, "Oh, you are the kid." Where's this old black lady? Yeah. You know, she's all excited, good, you know. And so they end up going in the house. Right. And well, they were talking about how what his real name was, which I forget. 
And, it was Jewish. It was but, a Jewish name. Yes, but he now I looked and Burt Reynolds was not Jewish in real life, so I thought that. But what is it in Adam Sandler song? Doesn't he say Burt Reynolds is half Jewish or what's he say quarter Jewish? No, it's he's part Jewish. Because I, I know they said don't they doesn't Adam Sandler sing that in I, the in the Hanukkah song? I don't know if he's in the Hanukkah song. Now I'm gonna have to look that up mm-hmm. later. Okay, you can play it at the end of the podcast yeah. if he's if he's in it. By the way, Burt Reynolds is not in the Hanukkah song. That was misinformation and assumptions on the part of Steph DeWagoner. But yeah, he says I'm Jewish, but I had to change. Yeah, change, you change your name to get into Hollywood. Yeah. And then their their next stop is uh, the football field because Burt Reynolds used to be a college football player. So they stop at this football field and they actually break into this football field. Yes. And they go out on the... And she's actually like, you can't do that. You can't do that. He's like, come on. Yeah. He's pretty spry. Even though he's... We probably should say Burt Reynolds is walking around with a cane. He's, he's hunched like, over. He's, hunched he's walking over. over. Yeah, he looks... And I don't know how much of that was him or how much that was the uh, character. I think that was all pretty I accurate. think that might have been all I, I think for the... For, didn't Burt Reynolds have major pain issues like for most of his adult he life? He had... During the movie City Heat with Clint Eastwood, he got hit in the uh, hit in the jaw with a with a, a was supposed to be a breakaway chair, but it wasn't. So he had uh, TMI or TMJ. 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 So he had TMJ. So he was in major pain for that. For, and he so he started losing weight because he couldn't eat, and he's and everybody thought that he had AIDS at that time. Oh. And he was eventually able a doctor filed down his teeth. He was able he was able to get over that. But yes, he was in major pain with that accident. Uh, plus he was a stuntman. But, but I was going to say didn't he didn't he what did he have pain for like football and I, Oh yeah, and... he tore up his knee. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was he was in pain, but that and it it it, it, it looks like it all caught up to him. Um, then afterwards they they go to this spot where he talks about where he proposed to his first wife yeah they're on a bridge they're on a bridge and he's uh, he's been married five times and he talks about his one true love and i'm and i'm just wondering if that was uh, uh dinah shore i thought the exact same thing yes because dinah shore died shortly after they got together so i'm thinking he, he's like i i had five wives but i really only had one true love in my life and i'm just wondering if that was a reference to Dinah well Shore. he said at one point sally field was the one true love of his life but yeah but i read his book and she sort of turned on him a little and he never he never made and again of course maybe that was i guess that still would make her the one true love of his life but he was incredibly hurt by that there was some rumors going around and she didn't defend him and and he was just like, okay, that was it with that. I know it wasn't Lonnie Anderson. Right. Because I know they, I, from what I read in the book too, he really didn't want, he, she sort of forced him in the marriage. And I know things got messy there at the end with, with him and her. Well, and he also was married to Judy Carn from yes, Laughing for like two years. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, he I, never married, he never married Dinah Shore or Sally right. Field. Never married right. those two. right. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was pretty young when he was with Dinah Shore. And she was older. Right. It was kind of like uh, John Travolta and... Um, oh, oh, the woman from Eight is Enough. Eight is Enough, yeah. yeah. Can't think of Except her name. she died. Yeah. It was, like, terrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that, too. I was I was wondering. Mm. 
I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Burt Reynolds didn't have like some young high school sweetheart wife that he came to Hollywood with and divorced. No, no. So, yeah, I don't know. No, because during one of his speeches, he's like, I fucked everybody. Yeah, I kind of thought it was Dinosaur 2. And just by the, the, even just like the, not the look. Yeah, that's what I felt too. Well, he, so he wants to say his first wife is in, in a home there in Knoxville. And they go there and it's nine o'clock. They want in and they won't let him in. Yeah, it's closing time. It's way after. No, it's visit, way after. Visitor time. Visitor, visiting hours. So then they, uh, Burt Reynolds springs for this nice hotel room. He didn't have to pay for that hotel. Oh, uh, he didn't pay for that hotel. <laughs> Trust me. They go to this nice hotel. It's yeah. like the Peabody. It's yeah. like this nice, it's not the Peabody, but it's like a nice Tennessee hotel. Yeah. And they go to check in and they... Uh, she says they're full up. There, there's a event. They don't have any. They don't have any rooms. And the hotel manager swoops in and is like, "Oh, Mr. Edwards, that knows exactly who he is," and gives them like the suite, like the presidential suite. And I promise you, he didn't pay for that room. <laughs> I promise you, they comped him. It was some like kind. Genuine, genuine thing cut out of the um, heart of the hotel manager. Because later on, that front desk clerk is like enjoying your suite. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I, they may have taken his card, but I promise you, he didn't pay for that room. Well, they go into this really nice hotel, big suite, big suite, and their like, like, room service. Yeah, and... she's like, I've never had room service before. You know, it's got it's got multiple rooms. Like mm-hmm. she takes a bedroom, and now she's really starting to kind of bond with him. Yeah, they make a. They both make a ploy to be better people. Not a ploy. They make a, um, you know, an agreement to be better people. And during all... When did he see her artwork? Because he'd seen... In the car. One of the drives in the car. Oh, that's right. She, uh, she, she's an artist. And she draws these things. And um, so he's gone through her, her book. I think he kind of appreciates that about her. That yeah. she's creative yes. or something. And he's like, why don't you ever put your drawings in a show? And she's like, I'd be embarrassed. I'd be scared. And he's like... Where would I do it? And it's like, if you're going to have a film festival in a bar, you can have an art show in a bar. She's got a big chip on her shoulder that's basically a defense mechanism. She's, she's I'm going to lash out at everybody else before they get me. That's why she's so angry. I'm yeah. going to get everybody else. She's frustrated because she's on all these meds mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out what's wrong, you know. And, um, and here's somebody who actually is kind of like a no bullshit kind of person mm-hmm. that maybe she doesn't have somebody like that in her life, but, you know... Who's not afraid of her? Who kind of yeah. talks back to her? And so, it's kind of good. He's chipping away at this shell she has. Yeah, they get this nice rooftop dinner at the hotel, like on the balcony of their suite. So during this, she takes some pictures and she posts them on Instagram. Yeah, because she's helping her brother. She's posting hashtag. Oh, that's that was funny in the beginning too. Like, what's your hashtag? What's your this? Do you take? And he has no. Anytime they bring up anything like that in the movie, he has he, no. He's idea like, did you see the trailer on YouTube? And he's like, no. What time does it come on? Right. So, yeah. Right. So he, he and they think they think he's joking. Right. And he's not. Yeah, but they're asking like, what's your? You know, use hashtag this, hashtag that. Like if the wife comes up and says, make sure you know, thinking he's gonna post pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so she's helping. Lil's helping by posting pictures on Instagram. And the boyfriend sees these pictures and he's like, what the hell? And, and at this point we discover that he's been banging this other chick. She's in the tub. She's in the tub. And, and she... Pulls- well, first she's in the tub 
and she pulls up Google. And it's actually Google. Because usually in these movies you get... You, you, oh, right. you get it's search. Like, right, it's like on Law & Order. Let's go to face page and yes. see if we can find the profile. Yeah, It's Google. Yeah. And when, they, when she types in Vic Edwards, Burt Reynolds' Google page comes up. It's exact because I'm you know, doing this podcast. I research him a lot. And it's it, it's exactly yeah. And she's using like the TV, the TV in the hotel in the bathroom. Um, she's using like the online apps, yeah. like the smart TV app. And then she goes to YouTube and she sees him on Johnny Carson. That scene where he puts a whipped cream down Johnny Carson's and pants. She's laughing. And she's laughing. She's getting like a new appreciation yes. for him and who he is and why everybody you know wanted to see him at this film festival. And then she goes to Instagram and she sees looks at all of her pictures and then she's looking at her, her boyfriends boyfriend. and then she and so, and this is like and she sees something that we don't she no she looks at this picture of her boyfriend he's looking kind of yeah. studly and there's likes well one of the likes is, has a heart next to it and it's this girl's name she recognizes so she clicks that girl right and takes her to her instagram and that girl posted a selfie in and she recognizes she's like she so she starts crying she's like Vic we got to get out of here because earlier that you very obviously see on like Lil's nightstand there's a coke bottle that she like I don't know spit into or drank out yeah. of did something and so you see the girl that her boyfriend slept with takes this like you know in bed sleepy head na- she's not naked but she's got like yeah. a sheet and you see very obviously it's Lil's bedroom right and she explains this all to Bert and he's just like I don't know. And then she's like running out, and he's running after her. He has a, he has heart palpitation, so he has to sit down in the lobby. Of the in hotel. the lobby, and she's like, "Okay, I'm going to get you some water." And then she goes off to get him some water, and some people recognize him. Yeah, there's a big there's a big formal event happening in the hotel. So there's all these people in tuxedos and gowns, and these two guys. You know, I tried to look up those guys. The way they filmed those two guys. I was like, is that somebody? Am I, I thought it was. I thought they might have been somebody and too. And I couldn't find. Really they anything. are somebody, but they're they're like. Uh, but it's not like in some of our other movies where we've talked about. Oh, that's a director, or oh, that's so and so. I couldn't really figure out. They they gave them kind of these two featured sort of yeah moments. Yeah, he's having this medical issue where he's kind of like half in and half out of it, and these people are like, oh, Vic Edwards. Yeah. Da, 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 da. People of people who of the of an age that would know that that's who that yes. is and appreciate it. Well, she comes back with the water and he's gone, and she's searching for him and she finds him in a ballroom singing. There's a wedding going on, so one of the people who came oh, up to him. That's the formal event. Yes, and that's the wedding, and he's singing at the wedding. And for some reason, that just made me that made me think of Trump. Because you see all these videos of people getting married at Mar-a-Lago and Trump's there talking about how the election was stolen. And that just made me think of that. But he sings a song. And it's good. It's nice. It's sweet. Yep. It's not weird. He's not drunk and it's awkward. Like, nope. like everybody at the wedding's loving it. The band is backing him yep. up. He talks to the groom. He, the bride. Know, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cute moment. It's not an awkward moment. And then afterwards... Uh, but it also shows how he knows to put it on. Like yeah. he's putting on Vic. Like you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, okay. So a story of I love uh, Jack Benny, and people would say like the older years when he would go on Carson, people would say I saw Jack Benny in the and it, he just looked like this frail old man, and it was like he can't go out in front of these people, 
And then he would go out and bam. He, and once the lights were on and the people, he he was Jack Benny. He, he turned it on. So That's going to be us in 30 years. Yeah, or 20. Um, <laughs> then uh, I got in my notes here. So this is when we get another flashback where they put him in the Deliverance movie. Yeah, I thought that was great. So it's... It's it's where it's where Burt Reynolds' character in Deliverance is spearfishing. It's spearfishing, and and they replaced Ronnie, John Voight. Oh, John Voight. John Voight with. Remember, the, it was Ronnie Cox. No, yeah, Burt it was John Voight with uh, the old Burt Reynolds. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, wasn't it, Vic? We had some great times, you and me. We got to do things and see things that most people just dream about. Oh, yeah. Where did it all go, man? And what does any of it mean? After all these years, I still can't figure it out. What the game's about? Survival. Who has the ability to survive? That's the game. Yeah. Well, I'm surviving. Barely. I took it all for granted. I thought I had figured out. I look in the mirror now, and I have no idea who that person is staring back at me. Damn. You're good looking. <laughs> you know, time is like this river. No matter what you do or don't do, no matter how much you think you can beat it, just keeps rushing by. You don't beat it. Don't beat this river. No, you don't. And so he's laying down in the canoe or laying down yeah. in the boat while... Strong, you know, chest hair, Burt Reynolds, no toupee. I guess he's got a maybe. I was gonna say no toupee, but maybe it's a. It's one of his light, light. It's one of his lighter toupees. Uh, Actually, this movie blows my. Uh, I had this theory. It's like whenever you see a Burt Reynolds movie, comedy toupee, drama no toupee. <laughs> but he's he's obviously wearing a toupee in this movie. Well, right, right. So. But that was my, and it, up to this point, it was, yeah, every he time. Serious hair in his se comedy. He has, he, has, he has his comedy hair and his serious hair. Yeah. So he goes, so that's the next day, and he gets into the home to see his first ex-wife. Mrs. Edwards. And she has <laughs> Alzheimer's, and they talk about his daughter, who is dead. Right, right, because Lil asks, oh, did you ever have any kids? And he said, I had a daughter, but she she's not here anymore. She yeah. passed away, and she said, do you want to talk about it? He said, nope. And I, and I looked that, and that did not happen. Right, right. So right. that was, Burt Reynolds had a, Burt Reynolds had one adopted son. Right, with Lonnie With Anderson. Lonnie Anderson, and right. that was it. And... I think they were estranged at one point, but the, right before he died, I think they reconciled oh, or something. Yeah, because I think Lonnie, from what Burt said, Lonnie turned... His son against him, maybe. Yeah, that's what he says. Burt Reynolds does this, you know, speech to his first wife, and she has Alzheimer's. She's in and out of it, and she's like, "Do I know you?" I'm like, "I knew that was coming." <laughs> right, because she's looking at him, and Lil's watching, and it's like really sweet. And yeah. He's saying all these really sweet things, and then, uh, yeah, and she's like, "And yeah, what's your name?" Like, mm -hmm. what? Uh, but 
Later, but then, but then, they, but then, so, yeah. So later. So then they grab her. They, well, no, no, they do, but they. So, so what happens is, we go back to the film festival. Oh, that's right. And okay. they're actually showing a scene. It was from Gunsmoke, and that was actually Burt Reynolds and the woman who played his wife. Yes, I thought that was great. Yes, that's, I, again, there's just such yeah. nice detail in this movie. And that was an episode of Gunsmoke, and they clap. And it's like, well, if Vic was here, we'd present him, I'm sure. And then Vic comes in. He's like, you know, don't put words in my mouth. And and he basically comes in and he, he apologizes and he thanks everybody and he gives a speech. And during the speech, we see the flashback of what happened where Burt Reynolds and Lil have, you know, took his wife. And Burt Reynolds said, I always, the, you know, the place where they he proposed to her, he's like, we always said we'd come back here, but we never did. Well, they go back there while his speech, while he's doing the speech, we see where they did go back there. And, and there was this whole little bit about the, a ring that he made out of seaweed. Yeah. And, and so he like recreates this moment. Yes. He recreates this moment. And then we. And she, she remembers him. Yes. She has a moment. She has a kind of a light. The lights go on mm-hmm. and she, she remembers him. They kiss. It's mm-hmm. very sweet. It's very sweet. Burt Reynolds does a speech. And they applaud. And then Lil takes him back to the airport and they have a nice moment. And so he goes back to LA and we, and he's back there with, uh, he's back there with Chevy Chase and they have another, they have a nice little moment together. He's like, you know, how, how can I get one of those? And he's make something up or, or something like that. So, and while they're having the speech, we see that Lil has, she's going to do an art show. Yes. With her, her. Yep. She's putting her pictures on his butt. Oh, and she, because um, Burt Reynolds also is like, you should look at that friend of your brother. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. So, and one thing that bothered me, it, it was like we, the the boyfriend didn't really get his comeuppance in this movie. I would like to see something like that, but she does eventually. Burt Reynolds is like, yeah, go with the nice guys. Don't don't try to change us bad boys. Go with the nice guys. Yeah, it would have been nice to see her like punch him or. Well, because you know, Burt Reynolds says, if you ever want to get get somebody put somebody down four fingers to the throat well she does that and she does that to this random guy <laughs> but i would have liked to seen her do it to him we see that burt reynolds has a new dog yes he's got a puppy yeah. which i thought i was like oh yeah he has a puppy okay good you know so it's kind of it gave him a little little you know uh what's the word i'm looking for like a little injection of you know fresh uh, life you know so yeah he's got a puppy you know he's he's uh he's got his his lifetime achievement award he has it up on the mantle yeah. on his mantle yeah you know so i mean his day-to-day life he's probably still going to be going to the grocery mm-hmm. store and going to have lunch with his, with Chevy Chase yeah. or whatever but you know he uh, sort of gave him a little it gave him a boost yeah and that was it. And that was the last movie star. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I think if you're a fan of Burt Reynolds, you definitely should see it. If you don't know a lot of Burt Reynolds' work, um, you might want to watch like Smokey and the Bandit, Deliverance, maybe watch some of his old westerns and then watch this. Um, but you don't have to. You absolutely no. can just appreciate it for what it is. If you don't know a thing about if you don't Burt know a Reynolds, thing about Burt Reynolds, this... you could appreciate yes. this movie for what it is. Yeah, I enjoyed this movie as well. I know they were only short. I thought I, the scenes with Chevy Chase. I really like those as well. They were they were short, but they were poignant. And and he's got you know he's got a friend in Chevy. And really, they don't. I hate to sound like this, but they don't make them like that anymore. There's movie stars, but there aren't movie stars. No, like there's how Burt Reynolds was. A no, movie there's star. no more movie stars. In fact, I watched a video 
on that today on oh, how yeah? on how there's no more movie stars. I don't and I don't want to get into celebrities. There's cele- well, see the word celebrity doesn't mean anything anymore. I, these commercials, six celebrities, these you know, these Right, right. Like, yeah, celebra- the, the word celebrity has no meaning anymore. There was always a little veil of mystery about a movie star. You right. Know, you never really knew everything. The studio could, you know, mm. could manipulate things where, you, ooh, they're in a relationship with so-and-so. Mm. But now with so much social media and reality TV mm. and everybody and their uncle's got a talk show, there really is, n- it's like, oh, well, movie actors are like us. They're just mm. making more money. You right. Know? So it's almost like movie stars try to show you how normal they are, as opposed to, with the, with the exception of like Mariah Carey, I right. think uh, uh, they try to show you how normal they are. You know, Gwyneth Paltrow wants you to know she's just a struggling mom, just like you are. No, and she's know? not. She's got twelve nannies. Right. I miss the old time movies, and yeah, this was a nice. This was a nice tribute. This was because I believe. Reading IMDb, Burt Reynolds died like five months after this was. Yeah, I mean, I think the closest. He didn't have a chance to enjoy this. Right. And maybe this could have, because he got a renaissance with Boogie Nights. This, I don't know how much of a renaissance he could have with this movie, but I wish he would have been around longer to enjoy. He was really sharp in this movie, too. Sharp as a tack. I didn't think there was any moments where I was like, ooh, this is hard to watch. I thought there was a few things that were had been dubbed. I, I thought they would, and of course, there's stunt doubles things. when he when he falls. Yeah, at, yeah I mean, you got to have that. Yeah, yeah. But I did think they went back and looped some dialogue again, or whatever, you know. But I, but he's sharp. He's there. He's funny. Mm-hmm. He's, um, yeah. I, I, it's not. It's, it's a good performance. Yeah. it's a good performance. I, you know, I think the I think the only person we have right now that to me would be somebody like I'm probably would be like George Clooney. Mm-hmm. I feel like George Clooney's probably our closest thing to like a Burt Reynolds nowadays. You know, I would, I would agree with that. There's still a certain air of movie star about George Clooney and Brad Pitt too. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Is there anything you want to promote or? Well, you know what? Coming up, February the week of February 17th and 18th. If you're in Houston, come see the Improv Rodeo at Comedy Sports Houston. Not only will it be your favorite local comedy sports players, but we're also going to be inviting players from around the country. We're going to have players from California, New Jersey, um, neighboring teams from Austin and San Antonio, Chicago. So we're going to have a um, bunch of players coming in for a special weekend, and we're going to have extra shows. So go to CSZHouston.com and find out more information about Improv Rodeo February 17th, 18th, 2023. All right. Well, that's it. I want to thank Steph for doing this, and we'll see everybody here next time on the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. This should help people find the podcast when they're searching. Uh, No matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. You really want to leave me here alone? Well, I really want some food. Well, I know I shouldn't stop you, but I I feel safe with you around. You do? Well, I am safe, ain't I? Well, Bestus will be back in a minute. Bestus ain't you. That.
concludes our Vic Edwards Film Festival. We are now going to give out our Lifetime Achievement Award to the great Vic Edwards in absentia. I'm sure if Vic were here, he would want to thank all the fans. Don't put words in my mouth. Stop crying out loud. Good Lord, man. Oh, my... Vic! Get me a chair. Yeah, yeah, of course, right away. Unfortunately, until today, the last time I apologized for anything was in 1977. I punched out a director on a set of horsepower. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being such an asshole. Leaving the way I did. I thought I was too good for this little film festival, but as it turns out, it's too good for the likes of me. Winning this Lifetime Achievement Award has forced me to examine an important question that I've avoided as long as possible. What have I really achieved in this lifetime? Most of the movies I've made, everybody knows the way they're going to end, right from the first scene. Life's kind of like that. Everybody knows how it ends. But it's the scenes in the middle that make it count. The great producer, Joseph E. Levine, once told me, an audience will forgive a shitty act, too. If you can wow in act three. Well, I had a hell of an act one. Pretty shitty act two. And I screwed up most of act three. I made certain of that. But thanks to you and... Thanks to Doug and Shane and Stuart and Faith. And especially Lil. And everybody here, you've helped me to see that maybe it's not too late for my Hollywood ending. So with humility and pride and deep appreciation, I'm Martin Joel Schulman, proud son of Tennessee, humbly accept this lifetime so far. Achievement Award.
And I'm going to make damn sure that the rest of my life lives up to the honor of this. Thank you. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.